Hey there, I'm Darren Steele, and this is the Think Queerly podcast, and it is the 200th episode of the Think Queerly podcast. That blows my mind. I'm, I'm amazed that here we are, 200 episodes, a little bit more than two and a half years, I think, to cover this distance and create this much content. Well, if you've been listening for a while, you know that my work is about helping thought leaders, queer thinkers, change makers, and creatives become more skillful at making a measurable difference in the world. Now, I don't want to go into the usual full introduction for the video, but I want to take you on as brief of a journey as I can to just recognize what has been accomplished, realizing, I suppose, my own personal growth and and transformation over this um, period of time, and why some things are still relevant and important, meaning past episodes, and what's coming, what I'm looking at. But let me start with where I'm at right now. So today's date, it is Tuesday, September the 28th, 2021. This podcast will be released on Friday, October the 1st, 2021. And let me share with you my purpose, which is when you freely love who you are, you can freely create the life you want. Now, I was just taking a client through uh, my purpose process last week, and I just created some additional instruction for them and and recorded a training video. And I think it's something I might actually do for a future episode to help people understand how their purpose can really bring meaning to their life, almost like a compass, kind of like how we use our values to decide if we're making the right choices and going in the right direction. But I'll read it again. When you freely love who you are, you can freely create the life you want. Well, the reason that's so important to me and why I'm mentioning it twice is that the podcast started out as the Living Out podcast, and I was focusing my attention on gay men, uh, coaching and working with gay men, looking at how we can fully live out our diversity, our uniqueness, our creativity, uh, what makes us interesting and and different, quote-unquote, as gay men, the variety of experiences and insights and capabilities and skills that we bring to society overall. That started to evolve. And it was at the same time I was publishing a publication on Medium called Think Queerly, which I still maintain today, but as a single author publication for myself. And It was heavy on the LGBTQ and queer advocacy in particular. But what's most important in all of this is the desire for and the need for acceptance. That was, up until very recently, one of my core values, acceptance. Because my whole life has been kind of about that trying to find my own place in the world, seeing where I belong, uh, seeing myself as being different and on the margins, you know, recognizing where I do fit in, so to speak, and recognizing where I don't belong. Growing up through adolescence, never seeing myself 
represented in 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 media, which would have just been then television uh, or radio. And I was born in '65, so in the very early '70s is when I saw a huge gap. I didn't see it all. I didn't see myself anywhere. I felt alone, and I thought I was the only one. So that certainly informed my life experience. Well, about a hundred episodes later of Living Out, I adopted the name Think Queerly because I was getting much more into how we approach, um, how we see the world, how we perceive ourselves in the world, uh, skills that increase our self-mastery, which means how we can show up in the world and feel more acceptance, connection, and care with others, how we are better able to manage how we think so that we can be more in control of our emotions and recognize maybe when we're coming into reaction. So these are skills that I was developing and have been developing as a coach in studying neuroscience and in transformational coaching to help people of all types, but specifically focusing on thought leaders, creatives, and and queer thinkers. My niche, my people. (laughs) Now, let me come a little bit forward again. I was away for the month of August in Montreal with my partner. We wanted to spend a month living there uh, in a furnished rental so we could get a sense of what does it feel like to actually live here. You know, I was able to cook like I normally do once a week. Of course, we went out more, but we got a sense of what it was like to live there. But also, I made it a point to be on hiatus, no social media, no, no, no writing for new articles or posts, no new podcasts. And I was on a writing sabbatical where I was working on uh, the research I've accumulated, uh, digesting it and putting it into the computer, putting it into a digital form so that I can eventually work on my book, uh, The Way or The Tao of Human Heartedness, the uh, working titles that I have for that. And again, if you've been listening, you're hearing me bring in these, call them humanitarian, personal responsibility, personal leadership approaches to who we are and how we show up in the world. Now, this time away gave me a lot of insight, and I want to connect one more time with my purpose. When you freely love who you are, you can freely create the life you want. I gave myself the time and the space while I was away to leave some um, questions I wasn't sure how to answer percolating in the back of my mind. Things like how I'm going to approach social media going forward, how many podcasts or how many articles I should publish in a month, all of these different things, because there's a balance between how much time I have to work with clients, how much time I have to work on my book, how much time I have to create interesting and engaging content, as well as how much time do I have to create useful, personally transformative coaching oriented programs to help people live more skillfully and have a sense of more control and balance in how they can approach their lives. There's only so much time in the day, right? So I came to some great conclusions. I don't have to go into them all here, but most importantly, I take a slower approach. I have decided, and this has sort of been happening for some time going forward, 
I'm really only doing deep content. That doesn't mean I'm writing a 5,000 word article. What that means is I'm going to prioritize deeper interviews. I'm doing one later today uh, to reveal queer leadership in action or something that's really helpful to you, the listener or the viewer. I'm going to be creating more personal evolution processes. Now, these are slow processes. This isn't, this isn't a like raw, 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 feel good, you know, be happy, put a smile on your face. That is the all too common kind of content that a lot of people write just to get views on their website, but doesn't help anyone. It doesn't mean that it's not helpful, but it doesn't really help anyone transform. It doesn't give anyone the tools from both how one understands the skills for teaching and how one understands the way to impart that information in a useful way that you can use it and actually see the results. Okay, so that's that's the big thing for me is to build my following by providing really thoughtful, engaging content that makes you think and may make you decide to act, to do, to to download a process and to engage with it and maybe to go to the next step, maybe to become involved with some work that I'm doing on a private or on a group level in a coaching program. Now, I took a look at my top 10 episodes. Now, just looking at my notes here, I launched the podcast in 2018 on the 20th of June. And now over the last three years, this being the 200th 200th podcast, that means I've published approximately 5.1, almost 5.2 episodes per month. That's a lot. My goal going forward is two to four episodes a month. I know that like content hits me, really great ideas hit me that I know are in alignment with my purpose, my mission, my coaching model, and 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 all the work that I'm doing with the, the way of human heartedness. And then sometimes, bam, I've got something that I want to share with you because I know it's thoughtful and it's helpful. But I also have more content than I could ever use, which is a great problem to have as a creator. Let me tell you, the the problem that I don't have anymore is not knowing what to do with it. I've recognized that some of this content will never see the light of day because it doesn't help me to help you. Now, I'm going to list all of my podcast episodes, sorry, not all of them, <laughs> my top 10 podcast episodes, which li- with links that you can look at. But when I look at them, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of interested. I, I know the reasons why some of them are there. I kind of am interested to wonder why some of them are there. But these are just statistics that come from um, the company that hosts my podcast based on the number of uh, downloads for each episode. Now, of course, the older the episodes, uh, the more likely those ones will be in the top 10, right? Of course, my introductory episode is the, the most listened to because that's People go and figure out, okay, what's this about? Oh, here's the three-minute intro. Great, I'll listen to that. My top first two are episode one and episode two, The Swinging Closet Door, and Do You Know What You Want? And The Swinging Closet Door was kind of a tongue-in-cheek, and Do You Know What You Want 
I think both of them were recorded with a really crappy microphone. I'm embarrassed to listen to those, but the content is there. Even though I listen to it and in my ear, I'm being very self-critical and kind of judgmental about, oh my God, the content is there. The message is there. My purpose is still there three years ago, three years later that it's about self-acceptance and self-love and wanting to have connection and wanting to be cared for and to be able to freely be who you are. Now, what's next? Two more points I want to make and then I'm going to wrap. I almost created a third name for this podcast a couple times over this last year, thinking human-heartedness maybe should, should the, the approach I should take. I'm still very attached and enamored with Think Queerly because I think it's a, a fun name. It's tongue-in-cheek. It might be able to do both. It might mean that I have to create a second podcast to focus just on my forthcoming book whenever that comes out. I don't know. But Think Queerly sits really well with me because I still so often feel like I sit outside the margins with my approach as as a coach, as a podcaster, as a writer. I'm not trying to publish five times a week. I've tried that, failed miserably. I don't take advertising on my podcast. I turn down more requests for interview than I accept. I think I've only accepted one or two Um, of all the people that have reached out to me because I know it's not a fit and I would feel like that's a sellout. I would rather produce quality content because then you, as a long-term listener, or even if this is the first time you're listening, you might think, okay, this guy is true to his values and what is most meaningful to him. And by the way, I'm going to mention my values right now are happiness peace of mind, and freedom. It used to be acceptance, peace of mind, and freedom. And then I realized how much happier I have become lately. And I wouldn't be so happy if it wasn't for the level of self-acceptance and self-love that I now have for myself that has transcended to the value of happiness, which for me includes acceptance. And I want And I look through the lens of those values and my purpose with every new episode I create going forward. Does it satisfy my purpose? Does it satisfy my values? Because if it does, I believe it will help you or be of interest to you. And I expect that there will always be an episode where it's not for you. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm very selective, even about those podcasts that I listen to, about the content that I want to hear. There are only a couple where I almost perfectly listen to every single episode that comes out because the content is so good, or in some cases, it's a monthly podcast because there's so much research that goes into the podcast. So, what's coming? Well, There's so many approaches that I could take to what's coming. I've touched a little bit about, you know, how many episodes I might produce over a month, two to four. There may be more if I've got something that I really want to say. But for every episode that I do now, 
And if you're watching this, this is one of the new things I've been doing. This is the third or the fourth uh, time that I've recorded a video simultaneously because I've been told by some people that they'd rather watch me deliver my podcast. If I'm reading off of uh, article content, and I'm not reading off of an article today, I just have some bullet points so that I will stay on track, I always add more. So it's almost like my article, when I produce an article, is a transcript, but it's a really well-edited, clean, you know, professionally put together transcript. It's an article. It's something that you can actually use. But it will be slightly abridged because when I get to speaking, then a new idea comes into mind or I have another example. So I will expand a little bit more on what I say. And I always try and keep it conversational so that you don't feel like I'm reading, so that you get the real authentic energy that I hope I bring to, um, to my episodes. Now, I've toyed with and I will continue to toy with ideas about whether or not I want to have some kind of private episodes or extended episodes or ask me anything or private community access. I don't think I want to go there yet. That is a whole other aspect of production, task and administration uh, that certainly requires a certain volume of interest. That's one thing before one goes there, which to me means... I will wait until I'm asked enough before I present those kinds of opportunities. What I'm looking at instead is what I'm creating that will be of real value and connects with everything I've been doing these last several years. So I am working towards a program to hopefully launch, well, that's the plan, to launch it in early January. Traditionally, that's when people do goals programs. I don't want to do that. Goals are really important, but I think they can be often overdone at the expense of knowing what's really most important. So if you don't feel like you have control on your life, if you're not sure about what you really want, or if you're someone who has set a lot of goals and had trouble completing them or couldn't figure out why you were so enthusiastic but didn't get to them, this is what I'm hoping to address. And this is why I'm calling this where you stand, because often we're not in control of our emotions. So over the summer, I did a a coaching um, webinar called Emotional Recipes. And that's actually available for free now. It's a 90-minute training where you can learn how to manage um, the emotions that you want to have more often and to be more aware of the less desirable emotions so that you can be better prepared to feel the way you want to feel most of the time. So I want to look at values, beliefs, purpose, your showing up words, the environments in which you find yourself that may trigger unwanted feelings or behaviors. All of those things will make setting goals exceptionally easy and even more importantly will make accomplishing those goals almost a no-brainer because when you know what you really clearly want this program will be a lifelong opening into having the greater clarity and self-mastery skills that you can always revisit from time to time as your life changes and evolves so that you can reground yourself 
in what's most important to you. So you have a sense of control, you have prediction and response, you know kind of how you're going to manage yourself, and you know what you want and why that's most important to you. So I've got a couple other things that I'm working on that I just want to share with you. I've got an idea for a program called How to Find the Partner of Your Dreams Using Neuroscience. Now, this is coming from something I created some time ago um, that was about, you know, as a gay man, what do you believe about sex, love, and relationships? Now, that could apply to anyone. That could apply to anyone who is LGBTQ or however they so identify. But I was speaking from um, research around gay shame. And then it just gave me this idea. I have all of these tools and practices that I could develop into a, a, a small group program to help people get absolute clarity about what they won't compromise on in a relationship, what they most need to have, and what sits in the middle. And then another, uh, several other ways of following up to substantiate better understanding your behaviors when you meet that person for the first time and you kind of have those butterflies and then how to watch yourself in the evolution of sort of getting lost in someone else have you ever experienced that i know i certainly have and it's not necessarily easy uh but when you have the tools then you have a different approach So, one more thing. I realize I have so much content that I can put together to create a book that deals with gay shame, coming out, LGBTQ issues. And it would really speak to how you can freely love who you are to create the life you want. So that, I think, is my next big project that I hope to bring to the table and share with you at some point in the future. And that's basically it. Um, 200 episodes in, I'm, 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 I almost missed it. I was getting ready to do uh, an interview uh, that I'm working on later today. And that could have been my 200th podcast episode, which would have been fine. But it's just kind of an interesting feeling to be at this point, to recognize that I've been consistent. I'm, I'm very proud of myself for having done this for three and a half years, for having been writing consistently even longer than that, and to see the stages of my own evolution. Um, if you're relatively new to the podcast, just head on over, whether it's in your, your podcast app or you go to thinkqueerlypodcast.com, look at all the episode titles. See which ones catch your fancy, because there's quite an interesting personal evolution there that really exemplifies how I approach my work as a coach. I'm vulnerable. I'm open. I practice what I preach. If I create a new personal evolution process, I've done it on myself first. If I have something to recommend, I've read the book, 
I've done the practice by this other person, myself. I'm never going to share something with you that I haven't experienced in some way that hasn't profoundly changed me in a way that has increased my skill at showing up and increasing my happiness, my peace of mind, and my freedom. All right, so that's it for today. That's a wrap on episode 200. I hope you've enjoyed this trip down memory lane and given you an idea of where things are going in the future. As always, if you like the podcast, um, on Apple Podcast at least, you can leave me a star rating. Please leave me a five-star rating. If there's something you really like or really stood out, do a little review. That really helps more people find the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, like the video, leave me a comment, something constructive, helpful, ask me a question. Um, Sometimes the best content comes from someone who's listening or watching and something is triggered in them and they ask, and I might be able to help you out in a future episode. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll speak with you soon. Bye-bye.